90% of the violations we found can be caught on a pre-trip. It's not real easy to check brake adjustments on a pre-trip. I mean, yes, I understand that. But most of your things you should be able to catch on a pre-trip. What are some of these things? Lug nuts, being loose, cracked rims, you know, headlight. You should be able to check that. If something's dangling down, about to fall off, you should probably be able to check that. Yes, sometimes it happens while you're going down the road. You know, we understand that. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff you should be able to catch. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry. From business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, this is Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is episode 109. So on today's episode, we have Lieutenant Doug Lafferty joining us today, and we're going to talk to him. He actually was on the, the a couple of episodes a long time ago, and so he's got a little bit of experience at it. And and we've got some really good questions we want to ask him. We know one is we want to start with the, the CBSA inspection that's coming up May 17th and 19th. Talk a little bit about that. But, you know, we also get some good funny stuff out of Lieutenant Lafferty. We talk about some of the encounters he's had maybe. And we also ask him, you know, just some point blank questions about some stuff with some distracted driving, cameras, ELDs, just a little bit of everything. So be sure and stay with us this episode and, and see what we got to offer you. First, before we get started, let's take a uh, quick break and listen to our sponsor, Aero Truck Sales. Keith Wilson at Aero Truck Sales in Springfield, Missouri, is currently offering $1,000 off your first month's payment when you finance with Transport Funding or $1,000 off the truck price if you bring your own financing. They're also discounting the cost of an extended warranty by $500. Aero Truck Sales has been a longtime partner with Oakley Trucking, and that's because they specialize in first-time truck buyers. They don't do any leases. They have the best used trucks money can buy because used trucks is all they do. They don't sell any new trucks. And the biggest reason that Aero and Oakley are partners is service after the sale. It is very important to us at Oakley that when we refer you to a company, that they are a good company with good people. They do what they say, and they understand our requirements. So give Keith a call at 573-216-6047 for a good used truck and tell him you heard about it on the Oakley Podcast. Okay, let's get right into it. How you doing, Lieutenant Lafferty? I am wonderful. Glad to be here. And I'm glad you come up from Hope, Arkansas. A little bit of a drive, but it's always pretty. Yeah, yeah. Now, give a little introduction to our listeners that might have not have heard you back on episode 42, I think it was. Give them a little it introduction. Has, it has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, this is 109. Ooh. We've we've milestones. I got to answer my email quicker. Yeah. <laughs> it did take you a while to get back. Oh, there. it's been, we've been busy. Name's Doug Lafferty. Work in the Hope area. I'm over the station there. I'm supervising the officers there. Don't get to do as many inspections and, and, and real work that I enjoy, but it's fun to get out when I can. Been with the highway police for a little over 12 years, law enforcement total 18, coming up on 19. So, been doing it a while. Seen a few things. Yeah. Seen a few things. What do you do when you're not working with the highway police? I've got two daughters. The older one is 23. 
she just graduated school, got a job working. She's engaged, got bought a house. So all right, dealing with that. The other one's 13 and she is just like me. So just holding on to that roller coaster. Cause that's just a level of I'm paying for my raising. <laughs> she, she's great, but there's times she'll do stuff and I'm sitting there going, my God, I can't, I can't blame anybody but myself for this one. Yeah, this look is in the mirror right here. Well, this is how it happened. It's amazing how that happens with our oh, kids. She, she keeps me busy. Apple of my eye, light of my life, all that good stuff. But she'll yeah, do some yeah. stuff every now and then that you're just sitting there shaking your head and you got to laugh because yeah. it's hilarious. Got any hobbies? Nothing interesting. I put most of that stuff on hold. I thought you went to Walmart with your mother. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I live in Hope, Arkansas. I'm I'm single and I'm boring. So, you know, entertainment and hope at night is pretty much walking around Walmart. So, uh, (laughs) get her out of the house a little bit and that's about it. I just discovered that your grandpa used to work drive for Oakley. He did, uh, John Schatz years back and I'd forgotten about it and I was talking to my mother, telling her about coming up here to do this. And she told me about it and said, you know, pretty much where he ended his career, he, he had a wreck. It was a choice between drive off the road and wreck out or hit a vehicle with like six, seven people in it, mostly kids. And he took the, he took the route that didn't hurt anybody. So that's good. I remember the name for sure. John Schatz. I can't, I can't picture him right now, but I, I definitely remember the name. He's about six, three or coveralls his hands wouldn't be in because he was a firm believer that the the local doctor was the perfect person to put his finger back on when the chainsaw got him uh-huh so he he only had a little bit of movement in a couple fingers but i mean the old sawbones put it back on was he down from hope ozan area okay uh, he's lived one of those that's lived everywhere yeah well, that's so. great I, that's uh that's interesting we had to do this three times before we figured it out didn't yeah something like ask that. mother she yeah. knows Hey, let's get let's get off into some of this stuff. The first one, of course, was the the CVSA inspection that's coming out May the seventeenth through the nineteenth. You got a little input on that? What is that all about, and what what are you going to be focusing on? The CVSA seventy-two hour road check this year is the seventeenth through the nineteenth of May. It's the the annual high publicity blitz is the best word I can come up with it. And it's just uh, a high visibility enforcement to have everybody out there doing, and they only want us to do level one. So, I mean, we're going to be checking everything. The focus this year is wheel ends, so like hubs, uh, rims, lug nuts, that kind of thing. And I've had some people not understand how important those are, but I've seen a vehicle with a dual set just fell off because he'd been running three, four, 500 miles with some lug nuts that ended up wobbling the tire off the, the trailer, almost caught it on fire uh, from lug nuts. And that it, at the time it amazed me cause I just, I didn't think it would do it, but it came off. Yeah. We almost ended up with the trailer fire on the parking lot. So wow, it, it was amazing. Well, I'm sure there's a lot to that. The wheel ends. I mean, that's, uh, I have seen those videos where wheels come off. Yes. We've actually had that happen here, you know, with some of our trailers before and the wheel, you know, get it worked on and then take off and 
here it comes off and hits somebody. That can be super dangerous. Yeah, one of our sergeants was, he was just sitting there trying to figure out which one he wanted to inspect. And he looked up and the trailer went past and like three foot behind where the tires were, it's another set of wheels just going down the road and it had fallen off right in front of him. Wow. So got good video on that one. I bet you've seen some stuff. A few things. Uh, What's some of the latest encounters you've had maybe with some crazy uh, stuff? You got any of that you can remember? We got just the other day a call about an erratic driver. We're trying to find him and. You know, the description we have is a, is a white freight liner. So it was very descriptive. Yeah. Helped us narrow it down wonderfully. Um, and, and not to, not to sound bad because I'm glad people were calling in, but it was all over the road. We ended up finding it. The guy was drinking some kind of mixed drink, whiskey and Coke is what we, what we're thinking. And he had, he'd been into the recreational marijuana states and we'll leave it at that. Uh And he was all over the road. And that one, that one kind of spooked me because, you know, 70,000 pounds at full speed. It, and his complaint was, well, I was parked when you found me. I wasn't driving. You can't charge me DWI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. And when we're seeing a lot of stuff like that, the, the distracted driving, there's a, we're seeing it all the time. People won't put their phones down. And that was my next question is distracted driving. I mean, texting on the phone, even, you know, and how big a problem is that? Not only, I'm sure you see it, but with truck drivers versus passenger vehicles. It's huge on both. I mean, there's, we're seeing a fair amount of it in the trucks, but I work at a way station. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy. Hey, we're going to the way station. They'll put their phone down. When we get out and about, we're seeing a huge amount both in, in commercial and non-commercial. We were doing a enforcement a month ago looking for that, and a couple of our officers in a marked unit were in a construction zone, and people are going by not even looking up. I mean, there's workers three foot from them, and we've had two or three RDOT workers killed within the last few months just from stuff like that. I saw that on the news. Yeah. We had two in like a week and how are you going to stop it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I say that. And I mean, knowing that you, there, there's no way to stop it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I wish I did. I just, there's not an easy answer on that one, but it's still bad with yeah. truck drivers too. Just as bad. Cause I don't do the as number of inspections I used to. But I've gone out on one and guy had, I mean, it was watching, I thought he was watching a video. It turned out it was a FaceTime and it was a lovely young lady in a very provocative outfit. And when I asked him about it, he said, yeah, I was on the phone with my mom. Hmm. I'm kind of hoping it wasn't and believing it was possible, but which I don't know which one scares me the most, but and he didn't see a problem with it. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they, all truck drivers know they can't be on their phone. Yeah. They can't be texting or watching. Everybody should know. And truck drivers also, they're, they're professionals, but everybody should know that. Y'all writing tickets for that all the time? I, that's one of the things I will not give a warning on. I'm a firm believer that one kills people too much to, to have any leniency on. 
I'm hoping it helps, but yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing it all the time. You ever stop any passenger vehicles doing yeah. it on the phone? Yeah, all the time. All Every the time. chance I get. Yeah, I don't I don't discriminate on that one. You, whoever you are, if I catch you, I will pull you over. It's it's too easy for somebody to get hurt. It is. Uh, I can almost tell when somebody's on it if I'm just driving home. Uh, I can. I'll set my cruise in that right lane, and it can, it's pretty steady and easy to do. But I can see a car that'll be slowing down. Yeah, I'll start to catch it, then it'll speed up, and then you know it'll slow down. I'll get up there, and it's on the phone. Yeah, the, you can tell almost with a bunch of them. Yeah, and we see a lot of it in the commercial, but I think it's even more common in the passenger vehicles. It's just it's so easy, and nobody even thinks about it. My youngest daughter, she's thirteen, wanting to start. You know, think about studying for a driver's test. And uh, we have a lot of conversations along stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, it's dangerous. And I know it's got to be hard to, got to be hard to. How do you catch it? Catch it. I yeah. mean, you see them, but you know. Well, you got to remember, we drive mobile billboards. Everybody yeah. knows where the police are. Yeah. I don't, my are car you in, is. Are you in one now today? Yeah. Well, it's an unmarked. Lieutenants usually have an unmarked. My car does not have a CB, but whenever you have one, you everybody knows where we are. Yeah. And and that's the only smart thing to do. I mean, let's be real. It, you tell everybody where the police are because let's face it, that's smart. But I mean, it's we're we're mobile billboards. Everybody sees us. They put the phone down. Yeah. When I'm working, you don't see a whole lot. When I'm driving my personal vehicle, it's just every other vehicle. Somebody's got a phone right in front of their face. Yeah. So. You know, uh, that's a, that's a huge problem for sure. But you had mentioned a while ago about, um, in a construction zone and yeah. seeing that. And I was one of the uh, safety guys, Dustin Barnett brought to my attention that he had heard that the, you having a big campaign maybe going on or coming up a construction work zone, slow down, phone down campaign. You heard anything about that? That was the one we were actually doing, doing part of. There okay. may be another, another segment of it. Well, that might've been earlier this year. Yeah. We did that one for a couple months and we may, we're in a heavy training cycle right now. Uh, we do refresher training every year, trying to make sure we stay on top of everything and doing, doing everything right. But I have a feeling we're going to start, start that campaign again. Yeah. When you end up, I mean, people just, I wouldn't want to be one of them workers, especially knowing, no. you know, that uh, a couple of People already got killed that are workers, and people are not going to put their phones down. Yeah. Well, well, we'll be out there, you know, on a traffic stop or something, and you know, you're dodging because people won't move over, you know, won't slow down, and you know, that's we've had an officer get hit. He survived, but he wasn't able to heal enough to recover, and it was along those lines, and it just hurts. Yeah. So, yeah, because you got somebody pulled over the side of the road, everybody's supposed to give you that lane. Yeah. There, not everybody does. Mm -mm. Your professional drivers are usually pretty good about it because they've, for whatever reason, had to stop for some. And most of them understand. You get the occasional that won't, but most your professional drivers, they'll move over. It's just, it's an easy way for somebody to get hurt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is because you got to stop them where you can. Yeah. What, let's talk a little bit more about maybe pulling guys in the scale house. You know, you're coming across there, that's your bread and butter, I guess. What, my, how far do you operate 
first around there oh. on that scale. I mean, you depending guys, on how many people we have, we'll we'll spread out a little bit and what's going on. I mean, if there's a cat in the tree, we'll let the local sheriff handle that. But if there's something, well, like the the erratic driver the other day, yeah, that that came through. We didn't see him when he came through, but we went and found him. Depending on staffing and what it is, well, you know, if there's an armed robbery up the road, we're going. Gotcha. If it's a cat in the tree, then yeah, Fluffy will come down. Yeah. But we're at the 26-mile marker, and we... How many trucks roll through there a day? Oh, thousands. Thousands. Uh, depending on the day of the week, what shift, but uh, four to 5,000 a day. And Good. You have most Oakley green lights, don't you? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Grandpa wouldn't let me do anything else. Uh, what? To, so when guys coming through the, the scale, I mean, what, what prompts you to pull them around back? You know... And that's going to be different for every officer. Obviously, if we see somebody with, you know, a phone right in front of their face or not wearing a seat belt or a light out or weight or something, obviously those are the ones we're going to get first. As far as the random, different people look at different things. I worked with one officer. Their tires were good. He left them alone. I've worked with one that if they were freshly washed, he left them alone. So they got their own specific things they look for. Yeah. And it's even what I, what I like to do just to make sure I stay random is I'll fill up cause we've got two lanes, a bypass lane and a way lane. And I'll, I'll fill up the way lane if I can't find somebody that, you know, with a probable cause stop and just do random, whichever one's at the end is the one I pull in. And I figure that way it's, it's truly random. Yeah. I'm not, you know. I'm not pulling in green trucks because for some reason my fo- my mind's focused on green. I mean, right. but the different officers look for different things. We're right there on the border with Texas for some reason. The the trucks out of South Texas, I pull in a lot of them. I think part of that is we see a lot of them that they don't get inspected much because of the English difficulty. Yep. And while I'm by no means fluent, I speak enough that I can do an inspection on them. So I like, okay, I'll take care of some of those and but everybody's a little different. But they're supposed to be able to speak English. Mm-hmm. Is uh you mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's one of the requirements to have a CDL. Yes. But there's a bunch of them out there that don't. Right. The uh CBSA's put a enforcement guidelines out that makes it much more difficult than it used to be. Gotcha. For us to enforce that, they pretty much have to admit they don't speak English. When you pull them around, so you so you got you a, a candidate out there that needs to be looked at uh, a little bit further. You pull them back around. What what goes on from that point? What happens then? Well, we'll go out and we'll talk to them. We'll introduce ourselves, tell them, hey, this is what's going on. Usually we'll get the logbook, the license, that kind of thing first. Uh, we want to check to make sure they're not wanted, you know, wanted for murder somewhere and think we're going to take them to jail because if we don't know that and they think we do it could get get bad but we'll check log books get all the information entered in the computer and then depending on what level of inspection we're going to do pre will go from there check brakes lights tires we try to keep people the way i describe it our job is to enforce safety not stop commerce and i've had people look at me and say listen i'm an old fat man groceries got to get through don't slow them down more than you have to and and most people understand that part. You just want them to do it, abide by the 
the rules and the law. Yeah. My my kids are out there, soon to be another one driving. Yep. I just don't want anybody that's going to hurt them. Like I said, I, I come from truck drivers. There's some of the best people I know, most professional, caring people. It's what they do for a living. And they do a good job. Let's yeah. not make it harder than it has to be. Let's oh, yeah. Just make sure we all I, make it home. I guarantee you there's a whole lot more reckless passenger cars out there than there is truck drivers. I see that every day, just yeah. the short distance I go. Yeah. They're older statistics, but they're they're correct as far as when they were. But anyway, at one point of the of the wrecks involving commercial vehicles versus non-commercial, I think it was seventy percent of them were the non-commercial vehicles' fault. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to blame the the commercial vehicle, but it's not always their fault. Yeah. Has which brings me to another question: Has you know, we have installed dash cams. And, oh, such a good idea. And all of our guys. I our love those. have dash cams. How do y'all use those dash cams? Can you use them on the spot? We don't investigate who's at fault for the accident. We'll do a post-crash and to see what That's kind it. of shape the, the truck is in. I've seen the state police because they, they investigate them. Typically, they're going to get a search warrant just to cover their bases. But I've seen several times that, you know, the driver was like, oh, no, you need to watch this. And he'll watch it, and he'll go, okay, save that. Yeah. And it's, every time I've seen one, it it's usually helped him. Um, yeah. I know there was one that was completely the truck driver's fault that they had video. I never saw it. But he hit, in a construction zone, he hit like six people, and, well, six vehicles killed seven or eight people. So I'm sure they looked at that one very close. I don't know what came of that one. I never saw it. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, we've gotten them. I mean, they've they've really helped when it comes to accidents, incidents. Yeah, it, it's it's made a big difference. Yeah, we we've had a couple of times where people have come in and they wanted us to look at them about other people on the road, and they've come in handy. They've it's like our body cameras. If you're doing what's right, it's going to help you nonstop. All your guys have body cameras. Everyone high definition body cameras. I had recently, somebody we had arrested said some money was missing. And by reviewing it, I was able to confirm 100% our officer didn't touch it. So that's, I I view it that way. If you're doing what's right, it's nothing but helpful. Yeah. And uh, I've never been burned by having body camera on. I'm not saying I've never messed up, (laughs) but it's always... Hey, did you do this? Yes, I did. Here's the video. They can and tell the truth, can't it? It's a wonderful tool. I love it. Yeah, we have, we're, they're helpful, especially in, I mean, the main things, the accidents. Yeah. And y'all have so much litigation because everybody wants to sue the commercial companies. I, I think it would help you 100%. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, we're guilty till proven innocent. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just the way it is. And it's unfortunate that it's like that, Yeah, but that's, that's definitely some of the way it is. Have the ELDs, last time you were here, we talked a little bit about the ELDs, and I think it was just getting to be full force, you know, going through them all. Is that, you guys trained up on all that and and, and like it better than the paper log book? I'm old school. I like paper. Yeah. I've always been that way. I see where they've helped in some, but we're seeing still a huge amount of false logs. People are just, they're using PC when they shouldn't. You know, when you run out of time, 
Well, I'm out of time. I'll get, I'll be over on my 11. Well, you're still driving, right? Yeah. Don't go to PC. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. So we see some of that, but I, I have mixed feelings on, on ELDs. I'm a firm believer. You, you cannot make a system that can't be broken. And we've got some really smart truck drivers. You bet. That configure ways around things. Overall, things are probably better. It's easier on us in some ways because you don't spend 30 minutes trying to figure out what a word is because the handwriting's horrible. So it's, it's a mix, but overall, I think it's helped some. But I don't think, I don't think there's a way to ever take it, you know, some of the problems out completely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right there, but. Yeah. And with all the COVID exemptions and the exemptions for everything that they're, they put in recently. I don't even know how you keep up with that. Who's exempt and who's not. I mean. Yeah. And still, you still got to make a decision where that guy don't need to be driving. Yeah. And, and even with all the exemptions, is he fatigued to the point he's dangerous? Yeah. Which I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, the ones that just takes an officer's opinion on it. When we teach about that one, it's. It's not that they look tired. It's look. It's that they are, and you better be able to describe it very, very well. Yeah. Don't just throw it out there. That's not fair. Talking to the Lieutenant Doug Lafferty with the Arkansas Highway Police Department, and sure is some good stuff. You know, it's just good to get be able to get some good information directly to our owner operators. I know they appreciate it too, and and they always uh, give us good feedback, even on the ones you did before, and. You know, a couple of these questions are some that we've done before, but man, it's just nice to make that connection with DOT and truck drivers to where they're not, they don't have to be afraid no. to be, to talk, no. <laughs> to talk to a DOT officer. I mean, we're yeah. there, you're there to help, right? Right. At our station, I can't speak for anybody else. If you come in and ask a question, we're going to drop everything and try to help you. The, the phrase I usually try to use is if you have a question then it's not always fair because I'm holding you accountable for something. And if you don't understand it, it's not fair, which I mean, I still have to enforce the law. And where that goes is if you have a question, come on in, let's talk. The analogy I use, if I'm playing football and you're playing baseball because we've read the rules and not understood, you know, not read the same thing, that's not fair to whichever game we're really playing. We want to both be playing the same game, if you put it back in a sports analogy. So, I mean, I I encourage anybody, come on in, talk to If you don't want to come in, because let's face it, we're the DOT, give us a call. With the phone number, 870-777-4540. It'll ring straight at the station. Ask us questions. We get it all day. We're happy to help. That's good to know that they can call and ask questions. I have no problem with it all. I've had to call a few people back, but we'll do whatever we can to help. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because you hear so so many um, other stories out there with the, you know, stopped by the DOT. But i be honest with you, I, hear, I don't hear that many stories, but the ones I do, I mean, everybody's pretty yeah, pretty good about it and are actually saying good things about the, yeah. the DOT. When I got this job, my grandfather, he actually had been a career truck driver from the time he got out of Korea. He was angry. He was very angry. What was he angry about? I was a DOT officer. He was old school. It was us against them. It was a fight. Yeah. 
And I mean, he was mad. He made the statement, you know, you'd be arresting people for drugs, but you don't know if somebody put that, put those drugs on their trailer or not, which kind of made me wonder if he ever got caught with something and just didn't tell us. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, there's no yeah. way I can check that. Um, check with mom when you get back. Oh, no, no, that's not even. <laughs> Grandpa died. We ain't going there. Yeah. Uh, so that still hurts her. But, uh, you know, in the old, old ways, it was us against them. It was what, who, who can, who can get the over on the other one the worst? We're just trying to make sure you make it home. And if we can help you, great. Oh, we, we want to. Well, I think back then it was sure enough outlaw yeah. driving. I mean, you know, all, you know, I hear all the stories of these guys been, you know, the way it used to be and just drove, drove, drove till they couldn't yeah. and go without sleep. And so you, you know, the, they had, you had a challenge back then. Yeah. It was a you against them because you had to get something under control yeah. when all the rules come, the regs come out. Well, I crawled under a trailer one time and I stopped counting the frame cracks at like 30. And we're not talking the tiny ones. We're talking good ones. And I showed one of my senior officers who'd been doing it. I think he was inspecting wagons. I mean, he'd been around a while. He said, that's the way it was when we got started. So I think you're right. I think it was just. Things have improved a lot. Now then it was very much, it was bad. And now it's a different, different type, different kind that you're, you're trying to control. Yeah. The technology side of it. (laughs) I'm so old school, but yes, but the basic idea is the same. The ones that are causing the problems that are going to hurt somebody. Hey, is it a big deal to you guys that there's different speed limits for trucks and for vehicles, a pasture vehicle? To me, it doesn't make sense yeah. because, okay, so the trucks have to go 70. We're going 75. Now that just means we're swerving around them all the time. You know, at one point they had equaled them out because everything was, it was 65 for trucks and 70 for cars. Then they equaled them out to both 70. What is it now? 75 and 70? Yeah. And I don't know. It, it To me, it doesn't, if you're. Let's face it, if the speed limit's 70, most people will be going a couple over, and yeah. most of us won't bother you over a couple. There's a few. I'm not saying there's not, but most people aren't going to give you grief over a couple miles an hour. But to me, it's, I don't understand it, but yeah, I'm not going to stop you if you're going 75. It does. It, yeah. And it, yeah, I don't know. Plus, I work at a station. I mean, they're coming through at 30, so I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't affect me much. Right, right. Good, good stuff, man. Really, you know, and I, I actually, we were talking about this before you got in here. I, we got to talking about people with guns. And uh, we had had, we were talking to, about it down in recruiting and never had a clear answer if you could have a uh, weapon in your commercial motor vehicle. Is that, uh, does that go by the state or is that? Yeah, there's no federal rule on it at all. The federal motor carrier, the, you know, the, the 49 CFR, whatever you want to call it, but the rules put out by the federal government, they don't talk about guns at all. In fact, the training material will tell you, we don't address guns. That's up to the states. So whatever state you're going in, you'll, it'll, it'll be their state laws. Arkansas is a open carry. So quite honestly, the, the viewpoint of it, and this is, Shortened version, but as long as you're not causing a problem, we don't care. 
And there for a while, the law was kind of confusing because it said at one point you can't, but it's okay if you're not causing any problems. Well, it finally went to the Supreme Court and somebody had been the case on this. I don't remember the name, but a guy was walking down the street and he had a rifle slung over his shoulder. Well, he got called in on because people were worried mm-hmm. and uh officer turned his lights on when he got there and the court said, well, once you turned your lights on, you made him believe that you was walking. He turned the lights on so they wouldn't get run over. But, you know, the guy didn't know that. You made him believe he was being detained. And at that point, you really didn't have a reason to because having a gun was not illegal. So, I mean, it made, didn't help the officer any, but, I mean, it's it was a clear statement by the Supreme Court of Arkansas. You can have guns. Hmm. Just don't cause any problems. Y'all ask them most time when you pull them back there, even or they they voluntary. Some do, some don't. Some. I've started trying to put that in my routine that I do ask. Some don't, some do every time, and we're finding more and more that are having them, and it's not a problem. I'm going to ask to look at it just because I like guns, and you know, I yeah. want to hold one and see how it feels. I might have to go buy one, yeah. but we've had a couple that no, I don't want you looking at my guns. Okay, where is it? Just that way, I know not to be concerned. It's over in the glove box. Good spot for it, and we'll leave it there. So perfectly legal. Just check which state because there's still that, a few. That'd be the deal because, like you said, I mean, they're fixing to go into Texas. Yeah. I don't know what their law is. and I mean, truck drivers, our guys especially, they're going to be driving through a bunch of states, so they got to know that state law. Well, I, I checked with Texas on a vacation I went on. They're they're similar to ours, pretty, pretty laid back. I think there's some cities that have really strict gun control, like Chicago. You don't want to go there. I thought everybody had them there. Oh, they do. They're just not legal. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, every place yeah. different, I guess. Yeah. But as far as Arkansas, which is the only one I really know, you're good as long as you're not causing problems. Any, you know, back, any advice to give these truck drivers? I mean, it, it's, isn't it just basic information? Do your, do your pre-trip. Do, do your you, pre-trip. of the violations we found can be caught on a pre-trip. It's not real easy to check brake adjustments on a pre-trip. I mean, yes, I understand that. But most of your things you should be able to catch on a pre-trip. What are some of these things? Lug nuts, being loose, cracked rims, you know, headlight. You should be able to check that. If something's dangling down, about to fall off, you should probably be able to check that. A lot of your flat tires... Yes, sometimes it happens while you're going down the road. I, you know, we understand that, but you know, there's a lot of stuff you should be able to catch. There's things you can't, you, you can't crawl under every single time, but a lot of things you can. Use your CBs, talk to each other. Yeah. If you see a guy with a flat tire, hey buddy, you got a flat tire, and then be willing to get it taken care of, and have patience. That a little bit of patience goes a long ways, especially with the the passenger vehicles that just. They don't have a clue how dangerous some of this stuff is, and they'll get right up on you. You can't scare them because they don't realize how dangerous it is. Just be patient with them. Yeah. yeah Lord you, have mercy. You got to get away from them. Yeah. Because they don't, they, most of them do not understand for sure. I was taught how to drive by a truck driver. I'm going to give you distance, but they're just, they're not. Yeah. They're right up on people. One last thing I had was uh, CSA violations. Yes. You know, 
have you heard, and I'm sure you have, we might have talked about this before, but getting a warning is worse than getting a ticket. Has a driver ever told you that? We hear that. And at one point, warnings and tickets changed how many points went on CSA. From what I understand, that went away because let's say I write a warning on something, somebody else writes a ticket. Two people have done the same thing, but they're being treated different. So they took that part out. The way we hear it now is there's a rule in there if a violation gets changed in court. Say a speeding ticket gets, you know, they make a plea deal. and Oh, we'll change it over to a parking ticket or something like that. Then instead of whatever CSA points it would have been, it automatically goes to a one. So if it was a four, it now turns to a one. So a lot of the drivers really want tickets so that they can do that. Yeah. Our rule with our officers is you write a ticket based on what you think is needed. And we don't pressure them to write tickets or not. There's been several things that I've looked over inspections and I'm like, they didn't get a ticket for that. Should I have? Oh, oh, that's your choice. Mm. That's your choice. But I'm sitting there going, heck yeah, they needed a ticket for that. <laughs> it's yeah. false log and he knows he did it. He did it on purpose. Yeah. But it's the officer's choice. Okay. And that's what we go by. Well, I know we've, we've had that discussion here about if you know, a ticket we can, we can fight. Right. Warning can't do anything about, and it automatically gets points, which is really important with Oakley right. because they're paid. Right. It affects their pay. So it makes a big difference. Well, if the violation is wrong, because we make mistakes, any officer that says they're perfect is a liar. Yeah. You can data cue them. And, and we, we've got a group that looks into them. They take them serious. If they're wrong, it'll go away. That's good to know. So. I mean, there is that, and we make mistakes like everybody. I'm especially good at making mistakes. Me too. So, <laughs> good. Um, so what's on the agenda for the highway police upcoming? Anything upcoming that we've, we need, public needs to know about? We've got a, we're trying to hire. We've got a advertisements going out for the stations at West Memphis. So anybody looking where to go to work for us? It's not a bad job. It is law enforcement. You'd be surprised how many people apply with us that have warrants. You can't make this up. You can't. Uh, yeah, we need to meet so we can take, you know, look in your application and you just take them to jail. You can't make it up. That happens. That happens. Uh. I had a friend that worked for Hot Springs Police Department <laughs> and they had about four or five that they would take every time that they would do applications. It, Maybe they were wanting to go back to jail. I, Everything's better there. But I mean, it's good work. Yes, you will be at a station. A lot of people don't like that. But, you know, when it rains, you've got a roof. When it's cold, you've got a heater. When it's hot, you've got an air conditioner. So, I mean, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I like it. But they, have to, they need to apply over in Memphis, West Memphis? They're having a job fair. I don't remember the location, but you can go to the Arkansas Department of Transportation website under the employment tab, and you can apply there online. Okay, good. Good jobs. I'll give you some good training. And we need you. Yeah, we need, we need good people. We need good people. Just like we need good truck drivers. Exactly. 
we we do a very extensive background check because you want the right people. You don't. We don't want somebody out here doing something wrong. And it's not only you know everybody wants to say, oh well, you're giving them a gun. Yeah, that's part of it. But it's also the trust that we want to build with the community. We know it's it's not always exactly as the trust relationship that we have isn't always a good one, but we want a better one. And we've got to do that with getting good people, training them right and doing the right thing every time. Yeah. I've seen a lot of police departments and overall we've got a lot of good people. So we're trying. We really are. Well, I appreciate the job you guys do out there every day and trying to keep us safe and you got, you know, safety in mind and, and just like you said, your kids on the road, your family, our families out there too and the truck drivers have families that are on the road too and we we appreciate the job y'all do and trying to keep everybody safe and watch out for those nuts that are out there that don't need to be on the road and try to get them off as quick as possible before they hurt somebody that's a professional truck driver is a man or a woman who has a huge amount of respect there's some that aren't always professional but you get that in every every job yeah anyway I'll leave that there. Well, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with me today and coming up from Hope. I know you got to move on and go on up the road a little ways this afternoon, so you got a good little drive ahead of you. But, man, I I, I really do. I, it helps to be able to do this and get this word out and communicate with our owner-operators and truck drivers in general, and they can hear directly from the lieutenant at Arkansas Highway Police Department. So it's super, super nice. I appreciate you doing it. Glad to do it. We need things working. We're going to keep them working. We're going to visit again down the road, too. I like it. Let's keep the trucks rolling. Fat boy's got to eat. All right. We'll do it. Well, hey, I appreciate everybody listening to this week's episode and, and talking to Lieutenant Doug Lafferty and all that the Highway Police Department does for us out there on the road. You got any questions, remember to, to call him. He actually gave his phone number out earlier. We'll put it up on the screen so you guys can call him or you can always email me, and I'll be glad to pass it along to him. Thanks for listening to the Oakley Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.